You know, I was just so reminded as we were singing that song of my beloved is the most beautiful. And I just wondered, you know, is, is your beloved the most beautiful? Has Jesus really, really captured and captivated your heart? Yeah, my name's Barry from Avestas, and for those that don't know, it's my beautiful wife and uh, Linky and our girls. And um, it's my privilege this afternoon just to share um, what I believe God has placed in my heart. And um, the Lord planted this seed in my heart um, at the beginning of December already. And I've been mulling on it, and it feels like these last maybe week or two, as if there was something that, you know, um, you know, when, you, when the, the pregnant ladies or the mommies would know, you know, when you're expectant and there's just, it feels like you're carrying something. And um, so I felt, I really experienced that the last while I've been carrying something and what that something is, I can't exactly put it into words. But I trust this afternoon that as I share simple words with you, that God will come and do something. That's what he wants to do in our, in our hearts and in our lives. So the start of a new year, 2022, can you guys believe it? Sure. Yeah, who knew, um, you know, what the last two years would hold? And who knows what this year holds for us? And, and the truth is that, that only the Lord really, really knows. But in this room, I'm sure that there's many testimonies of how God, even through the challenges that we faced, Past, these past two years, many testimonies of God's provision, how God has brought us through, how God has uh, protected us, how he's carried us. And what a privilege it is to know that as we start this new year, that we can be secure in God, that we can put our trust fully in him to know, to say, well, I don't know exactly what this year holds, but I know that God knows and that he's with us. Amen. So my question that I have for you this afternoon is, what do you see? What do you see? When you think about this new year, about your life, about your job, about your family, about various areas of your life, what do you see? What is it that you think of? What is your perspective? And I'm, I'm going to ask Brent just to put on a little clip there. Then if some of you have seen this. This meme, <laughs> you know, when you realize 2022 is pronounced 2022, <laughs> sends shivers up your spine or down your spine. And I was just looking at this and I thought, you know, is that maybe what we see for this year? Are we, are we maybe a bit fearful? Are we a little bit uncertain? You know, are we maybe a little bit nervous of what this year holds, you know, based on the last two years? And... Um, so our perspective is so important, you know, what do we see and what is our perspective of what this year holds in the various areas of our life? Now, the definition of the word perspective is a particular attitude towards or way of regarding something, a point of view. So a particular attitude towards, so what is my attitude towards this year? How do I regard this year and the various areas of my life? And what is my point of view? So what do I see for this new year? And why is this important? So why is my perspective so important? And what I see 
so important. I just want to quote something that uh, Dion, most of you guys know Dion Dalport, and I listened to one of his preachers also titled with, What Do You See? And um, so he said this, and he says, What you see will determine what you believe. What you believe will fashion what you value. What you value is what you'll give your life to. Just going to say that again. What you see will determine what you believe. So your perspective will determine what you believe. So, you know, maybe you've heard it um, said that, you know, you've, if you've got a perspective on something, that actually becomes your reality. So the way that I see something, and thank you, Sunet, for bringing that word, and in terms of viewing life through the microscope of the cross. So what do we see and how do we see it? So what you see will determine what you believe. What you believe will fashion what you value. What do you value? What is important to you? What, what are your priorities? What do you give your life to? And what you value is what you'll give your life to. And that will determine your decisions, your actions, what you do on a day, daily basis, how you actually live your life. Your perspective will influence your actions and ultimately determine the course of your life. If I keep on doing something, it's going to push my life into a specific direction. Do you guys agree? Proverbs 23 verse 7 says it this way, As a man thinks in his heart or her heart, so is he. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So what captivates my thoughts, what I think about, the way I think about things, will determine the way I am, the way that I approach things, the decisions I make, the way that I act. Uh, Paul understood the importance of our thoughts. When he said in 2 Corinthians 10 verse 5, we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Why is that? Because there are certain thoughts, certain perspectives that are Christ-like, and there are those that are not. And so when he had certain thoughts in his head, he said, no, no, no. This isn't in line with being Christ-minded. And so he brought that thought into, into captivity because if you linger too long on something, on something that you think of, that thing starts growing. And, and it will determine my actions. My perspective will determine my actions. So... What do you value? What are your thoughts about the various areas of your life? And I'm, I'm trusting that through this message that God is going to bring about some kind of just a shift for us. Now, a quite an interesting thought is, do you think that God has a perspective or a certain point of view of the various areas of your life? So what does God see? If you had to ask him, you know, about my life, my job, uh, my values, um, whatever it may be, what would his answer be? What would his perspective on that be? I want to look at two um, pieces of scripture quickly, and it's the first one is in 1 Samuel 16, verses 6 to 7. And so verse 6 there says, When they arrived, Samuel took one look at Eliab and thought, Surely this is the Lord's anointed. 
But the Lord said to Samuel, Don't judge by his appearance or the height, for I have rejected him. The Lord doesn't see things the way you see them. People judge by outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. So this is when Samuel came and, and anointed David as king. So the sons of Jesse passed by him. And the first one was um, this, what's his name? Eliot. Yeah. Eliab. There we go. Eliab. And so because of his stature and the way that he looked, Samuel thought, surely this must be the one. This must be the one that God has chosen. And God says, no, wait, Samuel, I don't see the way that you see. I look deeper. I look at the heart. Matthew 16, verses 22 to 25. Um, uh, from then on, Jesus began to tell his disciples plainly that it was necessary for him to go to Jerusalem and that he would suffer many terrible things at the hands of the elders, the leading priests, and the teachers of the religious law. He would be killed, but on the third day, he would be raised from the dead. But Peter took him aside and began to reprimand him, saying uh, such things. Heaven forbid, Lord, he said, this will never happen to you. Jesus turned to Peter and said, get away from me, Satan, for you, you are a dangerous trap to me. You are seeing things merely from a human point of view, not from God's. Then Jesus said to his disciples, if any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way. Take up your cross and follow me. If you try to hang on to your own life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. And uh, so I've used, or I've asked um, just for the New Living Translation there. Um, so it says there, uh, just put that scripture up for me again there. So you are seeing things merely, so verse 23, you are seeing things merely from a human point of view, not from God's. You can see in this piece of scripture that when Peter, because they thought that Jesus was going to um, take over the rule of, from the Romans, and when he was talking about him suffering and going to, to die, Peter took him aside and said, this will never happen to you. So he was seeing things from a human point of view. And Jesus said, um, you're not seeing it from God's point of view. The important thing here is that we can see that there is a human point of view and there is a God point of view. So there's ways that we see things, and there's ways that God sees things. So, how can we see things the way that God sees them? So I want to just go to, uh, or just spend some time on four points here. And the first one is by renewing our mind. So in Romans 12 verse 2 it says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So the first part is renewing our mind. So there's a certain way that we view things. There's a certain way or perspective that we have. And that perspective or those thoughts need to be renewed. We need to be willing to change. We need to seek God's perspective. And we need to align um, our values and our perspectives with His. So renewing our mind. The second one is seeing things 
God's way requires faith. Romans 10 verse 17 says, Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So we need to spend time in God's word. So how else are we going to know God has provided his word for us? Um, and spending time in God's word, we are able to renew our minds, gain God's perspective. <clears throat> Excuse me. There are many uh, men and women in the Bible, heroes of the faith, that saw, God's, uh, saw things God's way, in God's perspective, instead of their own. This required faith. And as the word says that faith comes by hearing, and hearing the word of God. So when we spend time in God's word, it generates faith in our hearts. Uh, I'm sure that we can all testify of where God has actually spoken, given you a word, and that's generated faith. So faith. Number three is fix our eyes, fix our eyes on God and His greatness. The truth is that sometimes we get stuck in a, way, a certain way of thinking, in a certain perspective. Now, to illustrate this, I just want to share a quick story. So, I can't remember exactly last year. Um, it's, it was quite a few months, but to, say in the beginning of last year, we have a, a Nissan X-Trail, and the boot sto stopped working. So, you couldn't actually open the, the back boot, you know, with a mechanism. And so um, we thought, well, it's going to take, some, it's gonna take a, a bit of cash to actually get it fixed. You, know, you have to have that whole mechanism replaced. And so for most of last year, we actually went with, uh, you know, used the car with a boot that's not able to work. So <laughs> and so we, uh, when Linky goes and buys groceries, she would open the door, put the seat down, put groceries in that way, you know, put it into the boot. And so um, we managed that way for quite, quite a number of uh, months. And so then at the beginning of December, so just before we went away, I thought, you know, let me just fiddle with that mechanism a little bit and see if I can't get it to open. And so as I was filling away, um, the boot opened, <clears throat> and I grabbed some Q20 and just sprayed it all around in the mechanism and that, and, and now the, the, the boot actually works. <laughs> so we used the car like that for a number of months, and, you know, battled that way. And so, sometimes we get stuck in a certain perspective. And it's because we thought, no, oh, you know, we'll leave it until we've got money for it. Um, and we don't have money for it now, so we just left it. Hebrews 12 verse uh, 2 says that we should fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. So I think about a story, you know, when God gave promises to Abram that he would be the father of many nations. He was sitting in his tent. And, you know, so what he had in mind or what he could see in the natural was his age, the age of his wife. And, you know, so God had to actually take him out of his tent and say, look at the stars. Do you see the stars, the number of them? He said, I will make you a father of many nations and see the stars that you can't count them. The people that will come from you, and this includes us, that will come from your seed, will be as numerous as the stars. So God had to take Abram out of his current circumstances, out of the natural, so that he could fix his eyes on the greatness and the glory of God. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. 
We need to focus and meditate on God, on His greatness, on who He is, and what His Word says. What may seem impossible to us then becomes possible. For with God, nothing is impossible. That's number three. And number four, we need to get counsel. Sure. Sorry, I'm sweating away here. Um, so, get counsel. Proverbs 11 verse 14 says, Where there is no counsel, the people fall. But in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. So what has God given us? He's given us leaders. Elders, deacons, community leaders, and church family who can speak into our lives and give us godly perspective. So my question to you is, when last have you asked somebody to speak into your life? When last have you asked somebody to say, will you give me some godly perspective on the various areas of my life? Are you open to that? So we need to renew our minds. We need to um, uh, spend time in God's word, which generates faith. We need to fix our eyes on Jesus. Fix our eyes on the greatness and the majesty of our God. And we need to get counsel. So that that can help us to change our perspective, to see things God's way. And even sometimes this might be a process. Some of these things doesn't happen overnight. But what, is, what did Jesus say? He said, if we seek, we will find. If we ask, we will receive. And if we knock, the door will be open for us. Are we seeking God's perspective? So in closing, I want to ask you guys a couple of questions. Uh, Kerbis, can I maybe ask if you guys will, the band will just come up and if you can just play that, that last song for us, I Surrender. So I ask you guys again this afternoon, what do you see? What is your perspective? How do you see the Lord? Is He your first love? The one to whom your life belongs? How do you see His Word? Is it life to you? Is it your source of strength? You know, Jesus said that man shall not live on bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Is His Word valuable to you? How do you see church? And your church family. Do you see it as a, as a place where God has placed you, where you grow, fellowship, share your gifts, serve, and that it's God's plan to reflect His glory to the world? How do you see your leaders and those who have been placed over you in the Lord? Do you see them as those who have been appointed by God to watch over your souls? those who carry authority in God's house and over your life? How do you see your spouse? Is your wife your beloved? Is she precious in your eyes? 
Do you love her as Christ loves his church, loves his church? Willing to lay down your life for her? How do you see your husband? Do you see him as the head of your home? And do you have respect for him? You know, just, I just want to pause there for one moment and just to illustrate it, if, for example, the way that I see Linky as my wife will determine the way that I um, treat her. If she is precious in my eyes, the way that I view her, my perspective of her will determine how I treat her and how I act towards her, would it not? If, for example, someone that you highly regard, wherever it may be, let's say the president or maybe and somebody that you look up to comes and visits you or walks into the meeting, how are you going to act? How are you going to respond? Are you going to be, you know, just put your feet on the chair or, you know, how would you act? So it's because the way that you perceive that person has an influence on the way that you act. It does it not? How do you see your children? Are they a top priority for you? To train them in the ways of the Lord and shoot them out as arrows into this world. How do you see your parents? Do you respect, love and honor them? How do you see yourself? Do you see yourself as valuable, precious and loved by God? Someone that he was willing to lay down his life for, give his son for. How do you see your job or your place of work? Is it just a burden? It's like, oh man, you know, I have to go back to work tomorrow. <clears throat> or do you see it as God's provision? A mission field, a place where you can bring honor and worship to God. How do you see 2020 this year? What are your hopes, your goals, your priorities, even your fears, your doubts? Do you believe that Jesus is with you and holds your future? In his hands how do you see possible challenges you may, might, might, might face this year are you fearful or do you trust that he has his him uh, he has you in his grip as will used to say how do you see your purpose is it rooted and grounded in God Let faith arise. Let faith arise this afternoon. I'm just going to ask us just to close our eyes for a moment. And I want to specifically just pray and speak to three groups of people this afternoon. I'm aware that I'm speaking to quite a few, quite a number of people here that do see things God's way in certain areas, have chosen to follow Christ, have chosen to trust Him during difficult times. And I'm sure there are many testimonies among us of how aligning to God's perspective has brought life, caused faith to arise, caused, caused us to endure, caused us to believe, brought healing, brought restoration, and brought life. And maybe for you, there's just slight realignments, adjustments, that you need to make. Maybe your priorities have shifted a little bit for this year and you thought, well, this is going to be important for me for this year. Is that your perspective? Is that what you see? Or is that what God sees? Is that God's perspective? 
if that's you, just saying, Lord, help me to align my perspective. Readjust, realign with yours. I want to just pray for you this afternoon. Lord, for those group of people, you know who they are, Lord Jesus. I just want to do a prayer and I want to ask, Father, that by your Spirit, you would come and do a work and help us to realign, adjust our perspective to see what you see, to make our priorities yours, Lord. Let it be what we value, be what you value. For this year, where we've maybe thought this is going to be important for me or this is going to be a priority, I ask, Lord, that you come and shift those things if they're not rooted and grounded in you. If it's not what you see for us or for me this year, Lord, come and shift and realign, I ask. In Jesus' name, the second group of people with every eye closed. Maybe this afternoon you're stuck and you're struggling to have faith for your, for your life or a specific situation. You don't know how you're going to see this thing differently. This may be this big problem or mountain that's before you. And while I was in prayer this morning, I just felt that there are some of us here that are even deceived, that have accepted a lie from the enemy. He's whispered in your ear and you've taken that as your reality. You've taken that as truth. By the Spirit of the Lord, I want to break that over you this afternoon in Jesus' name. Maybe you're struggling with sin. For, for months you've been struggling and struggling and you don't know how you're going to get free of that thing. You think there's no hope for me. How am I ever going to get past this? I'm trusting by the Spirit of the Lord that He'll come and loosen something for you this afternoon. In the name of Jesus, that He'll come and loosen something for you this afternoon. He's calling you out of your way of thinking and seeing to take on His He's saying, my beloved, my beloved. There's a call today to change our perspective or bring it and bring it into alignment with God's perspective. The last group of people that I want to pray for is maybe you've seen things your way all your life. You've only seen it your way. And that's all that has mattered to you. You've never surrendered your life to God. You've never made the decision to say, Lord, here I am. I surrender. Here's my life. Here's my way of thinking. Here's all that I am. If, there's, if that's you today, I want to ask you just to raise your hand. Every eye closed. Raise your hand. There's an invitation this afternoon that he's saying, take my yoke upon you. 
for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. He's calling you in. He's calling you in. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Worship your name. We worship your name. We worship your name. Lord, let faith arise in our hearts for this year and whatever it may hold. Help us, Lord, to align our perspective, what we see, with what you see, Lord. Worship your name. Now we're just going to stand and, and sing one more song. Thanks, Curtis.